Welcome back to Lost Eyes Channel. My name is Anton Vjeltsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. Today we're going to answer one question. Whether the Fourth Amendment protects a citizen from video surveillance in a hotel room of another without consent and without a warrant. And before we answer that question, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube and subscribing to my channel. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Spotify or Audible, please give my podcast a five-star review rating and share my channel with all your friends and family. I really appreciate it. And before I forget, you can also buy my t-shirts and other merchandise on my website at lostash.com where you'll find the famous Do Not Arrest Me t-shirt or this Friar Lostash t-shirt. And during the month of December, you can put in a code THANKS2022 to receive a 10% discount. Let's go ahead and discuss this Ninth Circuit case after the short break. Quick message from Lostash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeltsin discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California state courts on the Lostash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Lostash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we're discussing United States versus Nurbur, which is a Ninth Circuit case which deals with the Fourth Amendment and video surveillance. Let me give you the facts. A number of defendants went to a hotel room to do some narcotic transactions with confidential informants. Of course, at the time, the defendants did not know that these individuals were informants and working for the government. So at 10 a.m. in the morning, they entered the hotel room, which was rented by the FBI and the local police department. Prior to the defendant's arrival, the FBI installed a hidden camera without, of course, the defendant's consent, only with the consent of the informants, and most importantly, without a warrant. Now, at 10 a.m., the defendants arrived. They showed the informants that they had money in a briefcase, which they quickly flashed. And then the informants showed narcotics to the defendants. Now, at some point, roughly six minutes later, the informants left the hotel room telling the defendants that they were going to get more drugs. In reality, they thought they were going to get robbed, so they didn't want to do the transaction. And of course, they were working for the government and doing things under the direction of the FBI. Now, for the next three hours, the defendants stayed at that hotel room. They brandished weapons, they sampled cocaine, and eventually they were arrested. Now, the defendants argue that the surveillance footage from that hidden camera should be suppressed under the Fourth Amendment because they had a reasonable expectation of privacy in that hotel room and they never consented to the recording. And of course, again, there was no warrant. Now, remember, the Fourth Amendment protects you against unreasonable searches and seizures, meaning that, generally speaking, Police needs to have a warrant before they can search or seize you, unless they can rely on some exception to the warrant requirement. 
Here, of course, there is no exception because the defendants did not consent to this recording. So we have to look whether the Fourth Amendment even applies to this situation. Under the Fourth Amendment, in order to invoke the protection, you have to show that you have a legitimate expectation of privacy in the place that's being searched. Of course, the Fourth Amendment protects people, not places. But you still have to show a legitimate expectation of privacy. We know that from the case Cats, which I've discussed on this channel before, and I will link it above and in the description under this video. Now, the lower court relied on a case Carter, a Supreme Court case, which dealt with the surveillance of a narcotic transaction where a number of defendants went into apartment, somebody else's apartment, and officers came up to the window and through the blinds, they could see the transactions. Now, the Supreme Court in Carter said that the Fourth Amendment did not protect those defendants because the officers could come up from the outside, could see through the blinds, and the defendants did not have a legitimate expectation of privacy while in somebody else's apartment doing narcotic transactions. Now here, the lower court says this case is different. The type of surveillance is much more egregious. Why? Because we're dealing with cameras. We're not simply looking at a case where police or FBI are doing visual surveillance like they did in Carter. Here, they're relying on a hidden video camera. And the lower court said that's different. Now, the government says that the Fourth Amendment protects you if you have a legitimate expectation of privacy. We shouldn't be looking at what kind of intrusions the government does. That doesn't matter. Now, the Ninth Circuit goes through the history of the Fourth Amendment through all the cases, or at least the ones that are relevant, and says that's not true. Of course, even in cats, we're looking whether individual had an expectation of privacy while making a telephone call from a phone booth. Now, that individual closed the door and made a private call. Even though he was in public, the Supreme Court said that that individual had an expectation of privacy that nobody would be listening to his phone call. Even though that booth was made of glass and individuals could see him, the expectation was that they would still not be able to hear his conversation, even though he was open in the public. He was inside a closed booth. So, of course, we're always looking at the place that's being searched while we're looking at the Fourth Amendment. And then the court goes through other examples. The court says that, of course, the legitimacy of the person's expectation of privacy in a particular place may be affected by the type and nature of the intrusion. We just discussed cats where the Supreme Court held that a person in a glass phone booth had a legitimate expectation that his phone conversation would not be intercepted, even though he could not legitimately expect that his activities within the booth 
would not be observed. Again, this was a glass phone booth. Then the court in the United States versus place held that citizen has no legitimate expectation to be free from having his luggage subject to canine sniff by a narcotic detection dog. Then in Bond, which dealt with a situation where the Border Patrol boarded a bus that was traveling from California and Arkansas, and that Border Patrol agent checked the immigration status of the passengers and then randomly squeezed the defendant's canvas bag. The court held that the agent's warrantless manipulation of the bag violated the Fourth Amendment because the defendant had a reasonable expectation that he would not be subject to such a severe intrusion into his privacy. Of course, Bond is again one of those cases I've discussed previously on this channel. Then in United States versus Cuevas Sanchez, which dealt with a situation where police installed a surveillance camera on a power pole and videotaped activities in suspect's backyard. The court held that while Cuevas had no legitimate expectation to be free from occasional snooping into his backyard from passing airplane, he did have a legitimate expectation to be free from constant video surveillance. The unmistakable message of these cases is that the legitimacy of person's expectation of privacy may depend on the nature of the intrusion. Which brings us full circle to the case before us. The court first looks at the subjective expectation of privacy of the defendants. And the court says that at 10 a.m., when the informants left the room, the defendants closed the hotel room, they closed the door, closed the blinds, and they exercised dominion and control over the hotel room. And then they ingested cocaine, they brandished weapons, and they acted in a way that they would not be acting if they knew that they were under surveillance by the FBI or really anyone else. Then the court looks at the objective expectation of privacy. And here, the court again says that even though these defendants did not rent the room, their name was not on the bill, they didn't have the key to the room, they were not doing legal activities within the room. When they were talking to the informants, this was one of the few times they've ever met each other, so they're not regular guests to this particular hotel room. None of that matters because the court says that people say things and act differently when they're in private versus when they know when people are watching. That's simply how objective expectation of privacy works. And the circuit says that this observation is also consistent how the law treats audio surveillance. There's a federal statute that says that only if one of the participants in the audio recording consents to being recorded, the recording cannot be used against you in the court of law. So here we're dealing with video surveillance. So 
we know that the audio portion would not come in. But the Ninth Circuit says, of course, the video shouldn't come in either because it is consistent how we're treating surveillance by the police when nobody consents and there is no warrant. So to sum up, here's what the Ninth Circuit says. The video surveillance for the first six minutes when the informants were inside the room, the defendants took on the risk that they were going to be recorded. They met with a stranger in somebody else's hotel room. But once those informants left, for the next three hours, that information, that video should be suppressed and cannot be used against the defendants because the Fourth Amendment does in fact protect them against unreasonable searches and seizures. And here, this particular search is unreasonable. The officers should have got a warrant, which they had plenty of time to do. If you enjoyed this video, please click like, subscribe, hit that bell notification button if you're on YouTube, so you're first to know when I post the next video. And if you're listening to the audio recording of this podcast on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star review rating. And again, we're in the holidays now, and if you're interested in purchasing my merchandise, go on lostash.com where you can find this particular t-shirt as well as my most popular Do Not Arrest Me t-shirt. And during the month of December, if you enter a coupon code THANKS2022, you will receive a 10% discount. Thanks for watching.